The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the one and only Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Like zoinks, man! Welcome to Two Dudes, One Double Feature! The show in which two dudes talk two films and that's about it. I'm Dude One... Richard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Roo Joe. Oh, okay. (laughs) Coolsville sucks. (laughs) <laughs> no, you can't say that. Then they'll take it out of context. Shit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Crap. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Yo, 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 my peeps. Welcome to Two Dudes, One Doll Feature. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it once, <laughs> at the very least, because I know gonna, gonna, uh, it's, it's going to happen at least five or six more times. So I just figured I'd just kick it off. All right. I was I was being kind and not doing it for the intro, because <laughs> that would have been a whole thing, probably. Anyway, <laughs> like wow. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Two dudes, one double feature. So, first off, it should be noted, this is our final Halloween episode of 2023, which means a couple of things if you're new to the show. First thing, um, this is the end of our weekly schedule. So, for a while now, what we do is... Uh, from the beginning of summer to the end of October, we do a weekly schedule where we just pump a bunch of episodes out for you guys. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed them. And after that, we go into a bi-weekly schedule for the holidays, and then that actually continues until next summer. So instead of a weekly schedule, we're doing a bi-weekly schedule. So you're not going to get a new episode next week, sadly, but you will get one the following week. And we got some exciting holiday stuff paired we actually kind of reworked it a little bit it's pretty exciting actually what we got planned and maybe if we got some time we'll throw in some special something i don't know we'll we'll see what happens whatever we're feeling because yeah especially because it's it's been a second since we've done uh like a special presentation so Mm. who knows yeah uh but uh we hope you've been enjoying these Halloween episodes. I've personally really enjoyed them. I've got to show Joey a big part of myself and my film nerdness, and he's enjoyed himself, thankfully. He hasn't like yes. looked at me and said, why? <laughs> so, the, the show well, hasn't for, been Not for that. <laughs> like he's He hasn't looked at me and said, why? For that. But other things. Yeah, I, I he can't. He doesn't even say. <laughs> it's all in the eyes. 
<laughs> like, like right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like right now. Like right now. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's uh, that has to be noted just to let you guys know this is what the plan is. So uh, you, we you, we get a break. It, maybe some of you who are tired of us get a break, <laughs> but uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, but this is a this is a, an exciting ending for our Halloween season because we're talking about some some genuinely fun movies. But before we get into that, especially because and I really mean this because it's been a second since we've done this. Uh, <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Um, due to Joe Ruby Ruby Ru himself, right over here. How are you doing? Well, um, I'm doing all right. Um. It's actually kind of funny because in, was it the, it was the Child's Play episode, I think, where I was freaking out about the Todd Browning set? Yeah, because, yeah, and when we, I think when we started talking about Child's Play 3, because it was, you had freaked out in the middle of Child's Play 2, and then Child's Play 3, when we were starting the conversation, we were like, we just got to talk about it. Yeah. It's like we like we couldn't con- well at least you couldn't contain the excitement that you were feeling inside of yourself. No. So we had to let it out. Mm-mm. And uh it actually came in this week. It came in Monday. Um the the picture you sent me. Yes. <laughs> with, with, he's holding it right now, folks, and it's uh, it, he he is the happiest of boys right now. This 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 was my release of the year when this was announced. I knew I'm like, yeah, cuz for those of you who don't know, Todd Browning, we actually talked about him this month too. So this is all like we connects. We he directed, of course, the Bela Lugosi Dracula, but also he was very famous for the movie Freaks, which has become a cult classic, mm-hmm. and um, obviously for his collabor- many collaborations with Lon Chaney Sr., the Man of a Thousand Faces. And this set is a lot of like sideshow stuff, but it's from different parts of his career. So mm-hmm. like. The Mystic is like 1925, which is a movie that's never been released on home video, as I understand it, and um, is really cool, especially if you're a Nightmare Alley fan. It feels like a precursor to Nightmare Alley, Mm -hmm. Um, and the score is really something else that they did. It's kind of creepy. Um, The Unknown, which is personally, it's up right up there for me with The Phantom of the Opera as like my favorite Cheney film. Richard, I showed Richard it a, a did. shorter version of it that for a long time was the only version that we had. But the George Eastman House did a res- recent restoration, which is now more complete. It's over an hour long because uh, before it was like a fifty-minute. <laughs> it's like a fifty-minute movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so having that complete is really cool because like Cheney Cheney Senior is my favorite actor, and to get you know a lot of his stuff is lost, and to get more especially of one of his best movies is really a special thing. Um, and then of course freaks, which was a very controversial film when it came out, still very talked about and debated today. Um, so I, I actually pre-ordered this through criterion. I was that excited about it. So I pre-ordered basically what their full, full price quote unquote would be. We actually, we got that. We got that on, on record, actually him doing it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but what was cool though, is that Criterion does like flash sales and they were like, Hey, we're going to do a flash sale. And we feel bad that you were, that, you know, we we're glad that you pre-ordered this movie. So we want to give you like the store credit that you would have like 
basically give me the difference in store credit if I had gotten this during the half off sale. So like I got like another like twenty bucks in store credit. So I got uh, I pre ordered or or because I think it's back ordered the um the trial from Orson Welles and then the renowned uh, Western box set. I'm I'm very excited about that. So. You know, I was like, the flash sales are kind of exciting. It's like, oh, there's only 24 hours, and uh, you know, it has all these different categories that they change throughout the day. It's it's kind of fun, right? But I what's uh, what's sorry what what's your overall feelings now that you now that you're holding the thing in your hand? You know what what are you feeling right now? Because like you have it, it's here. You have you have the case. You've watched the movies again. I'm sure. Yes. So like. Is it does it meet the expectations that you had for it? I think so. I think so because you know what's in, what's interesting about it. A lot of the bonus features from like Freaks are the same as before, except the commentary track is different. Even though David Skull, who's a like a Todd Browning biographer, um, he did this. He did a commentary track on the OG DVD of Freaks, but he mm-hmm. did a new one. <laughs> For 2023, and you could oh. also tell because he mentions Nightmare, the Guillermo del Toro Nightmare Alley in that commentary track. Nice, which is pretty dope. Um, and I, I, it really lives up to it. You know, I, the booklet stuff is really fantastic. Um, the com- like he does commentaries for Freaks and the Unknown, um, which needed to happen because the Unknown. The DVD that it had previously, there was a commentary track from Michael F. Blake, but that wouldn't have worked because that was from the shorter, the previous version of The Unknown. Right. So, um, you know, I could still listen to that version because I have the DVD. Um, and then The Mystic ha- gets an introduction from David David Skull because, again, this movie has rarely... Like, Freaks and The Unknown aren't exactly, like, the most popular movies of all time, but... They're right. at least notable to the peop to people who really love that stuff. Whereas the Mystic is like such an unseen movie. You know, it's almost a hundred years old, and you know, since nineteen twenty five, not many people have seen it. Um, and actually, it's kind of cool too because tomorrow, um, we're recording this on the October eighteenth. Um, they're doing a mini Todd Browning marathon in the morning, and they're including the unknown. I think Freaks is I think Freaks is one of the other movies and um they're also doing Miracles for Sale which is a Todd Browning I think it's his last directorial effort and I haven't never seen it and I don't think it has oh. like an easily accessible DVD so I'm recording that on TCM tomorrow very very happy about that but overall this is like one of my all-time favorite like sets it, it really cuz I remember getting into like Lon Chaney and all that stuff like the universal monsters Lon Chaney senior all this stuff like like 12 10 tw- like 12 13 years ago and it just reminds me of the excitement that i i used to i i i got from getting like a lot of those releases um it's it's a really special thing and it's it's i tweeted this out and criterion liked it this is not sponsored by criterion i swear um it could be though it could be um it's like it's like a dream come true Honestly, it's, it really is like the best way I can, you know, sum it up. Um, it was a big moment in your life. It was a big, it was a big moment in my physical media collecting life. Cause I also, another side note too, I talked about this. I saw the, the new restored version, the unknown on the big screen. Cause mm-hmm. Lincoln center had a Todd Browning, um, 
retrospective where they had screened basically all of his surviving movies. They screened Dracula. They screened, I think they screened The Mystic, the Freaks, of course, um, and they screened The Unknown. And I got to see The Unknown with live musical accompaniment. Really cool stuff. And I was thinking then, man, it'd be really cool if this got a new disc. And then a couple months later, they made that announcement. It was, it was great. But I also actually got The Wicker Man on 4K Steelbook from Best Buy, um, which oh. is notable because this is probably the last Best Buy Steelbook I'll ever purchase. We probably should talk about that, shouldn't we? Uh, yeah, because um, it was like the the digital bits. Um, you know, they've been around a long time. They through Bill Hunt re- specifically. Bill Hunt specifically. Thank you. Yeah. Revealed that Best Buy uh, by the end of quarter one in 2024, Best Buy is going to cease sales of physical media, both in store and online. And then Best Buy themselves eventually confirmed this, uh, mm-hmm. which led a lot of people freaking out, but also other people saying like, "Listen." This shouldn't be surprising. Some people saying the sky is falling, and then other people saying like, "Guys, there's still other places you can get discs that aren't Best Buy." I said, and I've said this to you billions of times, but like, I've been incredibly spoiled when it comes to Best Buy, and I mean, you, you I showed you how what the setup is like. Yeah. Um, because there's three Best Buys in my locate, like around me. Right. There's one that's right literally a hop skip and a jump away from where i work there's one right by where my mom works and there's one that's probably like a half hour away when you're going on the highway um and even after like the this the physical media section shrunk from being like like a bunch of rows to being like two or three to just one row or um when some locations were getting rid of that section entirely I, my Best Buys still had everything, you know, for the most part, like, like, yeah, they shrunk, but like, they still had a section. And so, I mean, I've been shopping there for like decades, (laughs) you know, like ever since I, I was like really getting into the collecting part of stuff. Um, and, uh, it was just always there. It was always available and it was just fun because like, like it, it was crazy to think that even in 2023, I can go into a store and still shop physical media, especially given, you know, everything and like all the changes and stuff. And, you know, whenever a new movie's released or some sort of new announcements made, I usually go to Best Buy first and see if the pre-order is available and I'll pre-order it there. Um, and especially what, what was always nice with online pre-orders, which is probably the most heartbreaking of the announcements personally outside because i do like to physically go in there but i i would have liked the online aspect to still be available um but it was nice like you would order you pre-order something and then typically it would show up a little bit earlier you know sometimes saturday sometimes monday and it was nice because you'd be like oh you know look what you showed up on my doorstep this is lovely and i can enjoy myself for for an evening or something Mm -hmm. but you know and yeah it's not surprising but it's it doesn't mean it's not like somewhat heartbreaking yeah. You know, no. Especially. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Especially if you're someone that hasn't like, like, especially if you weren't one of those people that like just moved away from retail store stuff, which I wasn't because again, spoiled. Uh, is a little bittersweet, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, I remember I've been going to Best Buy for a long time, getting discs, and they used to have. It felt like they had everything. 
I don't want to say everything, but like it felt like they had a lot, so many things. And when you sent me those videos, I felt like I was going, I went through a time machine because that looked like my Best Buy maybe seven, eight years ago. You know, mm-hmm. where it was a lot of rows. It was in a nice prime location in the store. Whereas now it feels like the black sheep, like the, the unwanted, like third, you know, third wheel, uh, you know, kind of yeah. thing. But I do, I, but I'll admit I did like my last couple of visits, not my most recent one, but my last couple of visits, I have picked up like some cool discs. Like I picked up the entirety of like the Basil Rathbone, Sherlock Holmes movies <laughs> on Blu-ray, which I still need to go through all of them, but I've watched a couple of them. I like them. Uh, Swamp Thing on 4K, Thelma and Louise on mm-hmm. 4K, American Werewolf in London from Arrow on 4K. Like Arrow, Shout, Criterion, yeah. like they were they were putting those back on the shelves, which was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. No, it, it was it was really cool. Um, but, you know, I, I, and like the only thing is like I remember a recent, on a recent visit, Feehan and I went to Best Buy and there was a woman who was looking for DVD specifically. Mm-hmm. And... I think, you know, I think part of that's also a telling sign, too, because when you look at the majority of, like, sales, it's D- DVD is the yeah. format for people. You know, like, yeah. it's easy for people like Richard and I and a lot of fans online who are, like, Blu-ray, Blu-ray a bust, or Richard, I know, is a v- big 4K guy. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Richard gave me a, it, it made an interesting comparison uh, the <laughs> other day. I said Joey was pan and I was straight in regards to physical media. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm looking at, a, which is I'm looking at a stack of DVDs. I got VHS still. I got Laserdisc. I got I got stuff. Like, like I, 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 unfortunately, I blame somewhat maybe OCD or something. But I, I have always been picky about things. Yes, and that's so. okay. It's it's what it is, you know. So I and having the having the option to do 4K, it's made me very excited. And it's not like like a lot of these 4Ks come with Blu-rays. Still, I'm still kind of getting Blu-rays, but it's it's yeah. mostly for the 4Ks. The, the Blu-rays are just there for decoration. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but no, like but like that's I think the toughest thing about it is is the is transitioning between like one uh you know thing to the other. Like going from Best Buy to like you know where to go next, and obviously Amazon's still very active, um, yeah. and I know Walmart's still pretty active. Though I haven't walked into a Walmart. No, I don't. I don't really want to give my money to Walmart if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just personal. Um, but uh, I mean, like there's still, and then plus there's like all these other websites, um, including like the actual like for the boutique label stuff. Like they have their own websites where they sell stuff on there and. You know, they like we were talking about Criterion. They they have sales and they have some like Shout was doing a like a Halloween October Shocktober f- sale yes. where you can buy like Halloween titles. And so that's the ultimate thing to remember too of the whole thing. Like you were saying earlier, it's like physical media is not gone. It's it's so vibrant right now. It's just <sighs> yeah. I mean, like there's you, there's a bunch of people have said like films at home, serial at midnight. Yeah. Um, you know, give those guys a follow. Um, but like we haven't, we have never had it this good in a, in a lot of ways. Um, because, I, I, again, like thinking about the discs I, I picked up, the, the Todd Browning set, I never thought mm-hmm. the freaks finally got a Blu-ray, <laughs> the mystic finally getting <laughs> a disc <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, like, like 
I'm looking at this like stack of movies next to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, even even things that we never thought were get would get a disc have been getting discs lately, like Prey. Mm-hmm. At what point did we ever think like, oh, I can't wait for that to get on disc? Never. And uh, I want to point something else out too, like, and somebody else said this, like the Disney Plus shows getting discs, um, and the way those discs, like, they're not just you know just bare bones like DVD, maybe Blu-ray. We got 4K Ultra HD discs, steel books, steel books with art cards. This is this is not just for for grandma and grandpa or your your random uncle Billy. This no, is like, for the this is for the collector. This is yeah. for people like us, you know. So and then like there's companies like Umbrella, dude. I got like a giant ass Mad Monster Party set. Came with a bunch of pins, <laughs> posters, like things that I don't need. But it's just like, but it's nice that it's there. But it's but it's cool because they put they put thought into it. I'm looking at my um my big set that my 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 brother and my mom got me of Police Story Three. You know, it comes with a poster, all these discs, all these different things, and it's like. It's like even even like studios like A24 are making these like collector sets for some of their movies. Like I have uh, everything everywhere all at once, Lighthouse, uh, Green Knight that came with a whole brand new short film that David Lowry shot on the disc. Like we're we're spoiled rotten right now. Yes. And it's like there's there couldn't it, like right now we couldn't be in like a better time because it's like everyone's like someone's going oh what if we put this on a on a disc or oh what if we put this on a disc like people are just doing it now yep that's true it's like the what did what did serial at midnight say it's like the fall of the commercial rise of the niche kind of thing is something like that something like that yeah yeah but i guess this is a eulogy for best buy thank you and good luck with your tvs i guess refrigerators which we don't know how how well that's how well that's gonna do like i don't know about your best buy but like the regular customer service like cashier line is like always roped off and it's just like they just send you to customer service my my like as far as going to the register like it's always empty (laughs) it's roped but it's like it's like arbitrarily going in like a zigzag just to get to the register Mm -hmm. because i'm like okay here i go and it's like I I rarely see anyone in the store. I mean, I will say I see a lot of like the norm, like the people that have been working there for a while, and you know they they do a good job. They they've done they've oh, yeah. done well. They've done well by me, so I have no issue with that. It's just there's definitely you know somewhat of a decline, you know, and and people being in there, and you know I'm glad that they'll still have like video games and maybe some of the like collectible figures, like the NECA stuff or like Super mm-hmm. Seven some of the stuff they've been putting out. I know there's like a whole Lego section even. They're doing Lego like collect like not even just Legos but like collectible Lego stuff like the like the helmets like from Star Wars or like the mm. they have centerpieces now for Lego. Like you could build right. like a flower centerpiece. My my one friend from work Skylar got uh she has one of those and I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." I, mean, I I like Lego. I I wish I had more room for stuff, but like I I just when Allison came down uh in June, we built the the Well of Souls lego set mm, um, that's cool and i'm looking at my, my my one of my favorite pieces of my whole collection is my lego empire state building which i built oh that is it took cool. me like four or five hours to, you know but like again like you know there are definitely concerns like 
you know, some plea people, some companies have pulled out of making players. Like I'm more, I'm worried about the player side of things than anything else because the technology for sure, the te- that, that tech side worries me though. I I'm sure somebody will figure out something, you know, some type of workaround for that. But, um, like th- if you look at like the, there's new boutique labels out there, like they're putting out a new Blu-ray of the terror with the, the, the Roger Corbin little shop. Horrors mm-hmm. like it, it, it. What did I just get a while ago? I got this freaking like Elmo. Was it um uh Elmo Lincoln like Tarzan set? And it has like the Tarzan cereals and it's got a booklet. I'm like, when did, I never thought I would. Get, I thought I would have to watch this <laughs> on fucking YouTube. Well, and I got it on Blu-ray on my shelf. Dude, I got, I just pre-ordered, because now I'm trying to find, like, other markets now. So, like, I've pre-ordered the new Titanic 4K that's coming out. I pre-ordered Dead Zone. I pre-ordered Clue. I pre-ordered Point Break, which I never thought Point Break was going to get a shout release, honestly. I was like, I figured that would be, like, like one of those, like, like oh, the studio has to make it. But no, Shout's like, fuck you guys. We're, <laughs> we're going to, we're doing this. Um but uh like it's there's there's some great there's some great stuff that's still being announced stuff that's coming up you know it's just it's it's sad when when one thing is shut off but the whole thing's not gone and it it's not going to be no i mean listen like as as people say vote with your wallets you know if the, if there's some, there's some if there's a movie that you like buy if there's a movie not saying you have to buy every release you know, because maybe no. Richard and I buy almost too many releases. But <laughs> I have a stack next to me. <laughs> I, I'm looking at a ton of DVDs right now, but some of these I've had for 20 years. But, um, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> like like get the stuff that you want to get, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because because don't uh, hesitate. Don't has don't hesitate. If there's something that you want, you know, get it. Uh, but I think I got to learn that a bit, too, if I'm being honest. Yo, There's yeah. always something. Walking in Best Buy today, seeing all the shelves, I'm like, because there's always that point where I'm like, oh, you know, I'll get it next time. Like, you know, I I want this, this, but I'll get this next time. But now I'm walking in there, I'm like, I feel like I have to buy everything. Actually, <laughs> I don't have the money, but I feel like I have to buy everything. I have a story about that. I have a story oh about that. I haven't even gotten to my how do you do's, but you go ahead. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. This, listen, I'm so sorry. This was important, Do- though. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I have it on D. This is the John Barrymore version from the silent era. I have it on DVD through okay. Kino. It came out on Blu-ray like almost 10 years ago. And I thought it's always going to be available. I look online now because I re- rewatched the Frederick March Jekyll and Hyde. Great movie. We, we should bring Waikie on that one uh, whenever we talk about it. Oh. Um, okay. I'm down. <laughs> at, least $100, at least $100 for this disc. It is now, I believe, it is now out of print. I can't get it on Kino's website. I, it's expensive. It's a very expensive yeah. disc now. So it's it's rough. But let's get to your how do you, how are you doing? <laughs> well, now I'm sad. But... <laughs> I don't know. Don't be, I'm yeah. just an idiot. It's okay. <laughs> We've been over this. Since, since when? Richard. 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 Are you, are you pulling it out? Are you doing what I think you're about to do? I, well, are I don't you, know what to pull uh, if you could, 
Can you can you reach it? I mean, well, listen. I mean, I I got I got a ton of D. I just DVDs. All right. This this I, I'm keeping I a lot just, of these discs. I don't know what I'm doing I was just that. waiting for the I was just waiting for the pun of Brave Little Toaster. Oh, you mean this movie? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Brave Little Toaster. Um, but how folks? He pulled out a Brave Little Toaster DVD again. In case you're wondering. <laughs> We're, we're, we need to talk about it at some point in our lives, honestly. <laughs> we do. We do. <laughs> like, but but I need to send you a DVD copy that I picked up for exactly $5. <sighs> of course. <laughs> That's Richard's other trait is that he he has um, he, he's allergic to 480p. <laughs> no, I'm allergic to Joey getting me things sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, Richard needs this. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't make. I didn't mean to make you like scramble a little bit. <laughs> this is this is that moment where like I'm gonna listen back to it. It's just gonna be me laughing, and I already know Joey's just staring at me. <laughs> How are you doing, Richard? <laughs> Uh, better now. Thank good, you. Good. Uh, you got a good laugh out of that. That's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anywho, uh, no, I'm I'm doing I'm doing all right. You know, uh, it's definitely strange because, like I said, we it's been a second, so I feel like a lot's happened uh-huh. within you know the last time we talked. Because what? Was it you know, when we did the the literally the first episode of this month was we, the last time we recorded? Yeah, because because the middle two episodes we recorded months ago. <laughs> yeah, we 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 planned ahead of time, which is nice. Yes, um, we're probably we probably got to do that again soon for uh, our first episode of next year. Yeah, S- stay tuned for that one. Um, it'll 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 pop up on you like a horse head in your bed. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we can put a sound effect there if you want. <laughs> if you don't want me do it. If you don't want me doing the rib shot, um, but uh, no, I'm doing all right. Um, oh, I re-upped my vaccines. Oh, good. I got, I got the new COVID booster. I got my flu shot, and that was like at the beginning of the month. So I was able to get that get that settled. Um. And, uh, you know, on that same note, I've been getting a lot of people asking me about my masks again, which is weird. Mm. Like, and it's, it's at work too. Cause that's really, cause like, I don't wear a mask at home or in the car, but like, if I'm anywhere else, I usually wear a mask still, but like I'm at work and it's not like any of it was like malicious or judgmental, but it's odd. Right. But it wasn't like anyone was like being hurtful or anything though. There, there's always that one person that's like. You know, oh, you know, you're you're wearing a mask still. You probably can't breathe or something. I'm like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but no, like I guess I guess we I guess we are at that time where it's almost for some people entirely phased out of their lives. So maybe there's some questions or wonder like why I would still wear one. But I'm like, listen, I'm out. Not even just from an anxiety standpoint. Like you're out in public. But a lot of strangers showing up. We had Taylor Swift playing. Yeah, you know, with so like, 
listen, I'm not saying the Swifties are contagious, but there's a lot of them. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. You know, and, you know, figure test, not, not as many people test. Like recently I was, uh, I was sick. It wasn't COVID or strep, thankfully, but people are sick, you know, and people. Yeah, it's you, that time of year. It's that time of year. And people will give you looks if you're wearing a mask. Like when I'm out at like going, going places and I have, I have my mask. Um, people are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I will, I will give credit to one lady yesterday, actually, the way she asked me, she was like, I think it was something along the lines of, are you doing, like, are they making you wear, or did you, did you not get the shot? And I'm like, oh no, I'm, it's choice. And she wasn't like, again, it wasn't like she was being mean. It was odd that she asked, it was, she's an older lady, but, um, you know, she was like, well, you know, I was just curious. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't like, I, here's a fun little customer interaction story. Um, there's this one guy, I don't know his name, I just know he, he looks like what you would expect a sort of Midwestern red state guy to look like. Okay. He's like a, he's like a big 60 year old dude with a trucker hat and like a little white mustache and all he wants is a beer. Like the first time I ever remember seeing this guy, uh, was on a, a weekday where I had a huge line and, uh, cause like. I, I usually work bar, so uh, normally I'm in. I'm, normally I'm in the bar, but this time I wasn't in the bar. I was actually on register one, which on weekdays is typically how that works out. And there's people that get annoyed by it because they just want alcohol, but there's all these other people wanting to get stuff. And I'm like, that's not my choice. I'm sorry, guys. You can still get something. You just gotta wait a second. Patience is a virtue. Uh, <laughs> um, so I see this guy like first time, and he's already like pissed off because he just wants a beer. And it's worse when, like, they go over to the bar, and I'm not there, I'm at one. And so I'm like, you gotta come over here, I'm sorry. And then they're like, you know, very grumpy-like. So he finally gets to the front of the line, he's just really annoyed, he doesn't tip, obviously. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, But anyway, so last night, I see him again. And I, I admittedly, how I approach customer service is, I try to be a little bit jokier with people, you know, it's, 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 it could be risky because sometimes, you know, some people aren't in a jokey mood, so you have to kind of read the crowd a little bit, but it normally, like 90% of the time it works, you know, cause I don't know, charisma or just, I've done it for a long time. It's probably the latter on that one, but every so often, you know, you'll probably, like, and I never try to be like mean spirited or anything. I, if I, if I am sounding like upset, it's all a bit, you know? But, like, I see the guy, there's no line, and so my first thought is, like, hey, at least there's no line this time. You know, I'm I'm understanding him, I'm relating to him, and I'm like, right. I can help you right now. And he goes, and I quote, don't fucking start with me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he's like, you know what I want. And I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember what you He's like... I want a tall beer. And he's like, I'm like, okay. So I get him his drink. He doesn't tip and he goes away. And I know he's going to come back because that's what he did before. So I'm like, he's going to come back, get something else. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. It was a little bit nicer. Um, there was some people kind of in line, but they were still kind of looking. So I just said, come over here. Cause he still went over to the bar side, but I'm like, <laughs> if I wasn't there before, if I wasn't over there, it's like the other day, this one guy kept coming up wanting to buy shit 
And every time he would ask the price, I would tell him, he'd be like, really? That much? And I'm like, have you not figured it out the first two times you came up here that it's expensive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I don't make the prices, but you, you want to buy it. That's on you, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but no, he, he went back over there and I'm like, no, come over here. And uh, I just was like, tall, tall beer. And he's like, uh-huh. And so I'm like, there you go, man. And I think he might have tipped. Like, I think he put some money in the jar. I thought I saw him do it, but I'm not going to confirm anything. But it worked. Excuse me. It worked a little bit better that time. Okay. But um, that was definitely, like, probably one of the more, like, direct reactions to me. Just And that wasn't even, like, a mean thing to say. I was just like, at least there's no line this time. And he was like, don't fucking start with me. <laughs> like, again. You can easily picture this guy in your head. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, without a doubt. Um, but, no. So, work's been fun lately. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the mask questions, they are what they are. I don't take any, like, ill will towards it. People have questions. I get it. You know, I'm the only, I'm literally the only one in the building with them on my, with it on my face still. Yeah. And so, I understand I hate it's 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 worse when you get the like you were saying like the judgmental look or like like a comment about it versus like someone just genuinely asking why he's still wearing it. No, yeah, because I think you know I think if there, there's somebody who who is genuine and that's hard to tell sometimes, but somebody's genuinely oh, yeah. like curate, you know, it's, you don't have a problem with answering that. It's just hmm. you know, just some people are just like for a lot of people, it's just like COVID was a bad dream. We don't need to talk about it anymore. A bad dream that was three years ago. That's <laughs> like that. This this ended. This has ended at, after the summer of 2020. My friend, I'm like, no, it didn't. No, it's like we COVID still around. <laughs> it's just like you know, but so I, I get I get some of those weird questions still every now and then. Um, outside of that, uh, I watched the new Mike Flanagan show on Netflix, the last one since he's not there anymore because he went over to Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, but it was The Fall of the House of Usher. And what I love about when Mike Flanagan does does like adaptations like this is that it's not so much an adaptation of the story, The Fall of the House of Usher, which, you know, narrator comes in, meets Roderick Usher, and crazy shit happens. The house collapses at the end of the story. Like, oh, crazy. But like... This is a whole, like, love story to the work of Edgar Allan Poe. Like, Mike Flanagan goes, I'm not going to just adapt this. I'm going to adapt, like, eight different things. Like, we talked about that with with Dr. Sleep, because it wasn't just the book. It was the book. It was a sequel to the movie. It was a legacy sequel. It was, it added the ending of the original novel to honor Stephen King and what he was hoping to get, since he didn't get that the last time with Stanley Kubrick. So, like... He does. He seems to be like when he adapts stuff, what he wants to do, and I'm like, that's just kind of awesome. Like each episode is titled after a a, a poem or a story from Edgar Allan Poe, and so like Pit in the Pendulum, Mask of the Red Death, uh, Goldbug, um, uh, Telltale Heart, uh, which is a really messed up episode. <laughs> Um, so like each of these and, uh, also shout out to Chris Olivier cause he worked on this one. Oh yeah. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. He was one of the people that worked on it. So, um, and it turned out great, honestly. 
and everyone like the whole cast it's fantastic it's got all the all the regulars that have worked with mike flanagan in the past carla gigino holy shit that's <laughs> um, my whole feed has just been her <laughs> it's like it's like me and my love for evil women multiplied <laughs> to a million and joey's like jesus <laughs> i thought it, i thought it was isolated <laughs> no 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 um but no it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't it's eight episodes um uh it's it's wonderful honestly and there's one bit that's kind of kind of funny because like the, uh one of the care one of the ushers is like a nerd and so he has like mcu stuff and at one point he's he takes thor's hammer like the mcu thor's hammer starts beating the shit out of his apartment <laughs> and i'm like murder weapon would Marvel be okay with that? We don't care. <laughs> um, I did that. Uh, I also have been accumulating a, a bunch of physical media. Like this week, I got um, Barbie came out on 4K. Haunted Mansion came out on 4K. I also picked up The Blob, the Chuck Russell remake from the 80s, which I've never seen, but I'm excited to watch it because I love The Mask, and I've seen some other Chuck Russell films, so I was excited to see it. Um I also picked up a couple movies that I'm not going to talk about because they're for an episode much later down the line. <laughs> it, when Richard suggested this, I, I've never, I don't think I've said yes so quickly. Um, <laughs> like, I could see the tent pitching in his pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, Again, it's hard to remember every single thing that's happened because I feel like so much has gone on. But either way, I'm I'm happy to be doing this. I'm excited to to get cracking on this episode because we got some. This is one that Joey suggested uh, a while ago. It's like we have to talk about this for Halloween, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that. I'm I'm down. And so we are talking about. Uh, Actually, we're actually breaking one of our rules. I guess or one of, we're going against one of our guidelines where we don't talk about a movie and its sequel typically. But which this month we talked about a yeah. bunch of bunch of sequels. Like this sort of has been like a franchise. Like this is like a spooky franchise month. Yeah, it really has. Like you were saying the other day like the first episode this month was probably the only time technically where we're talking about two separate movies, but you know, retroactively, they sort of exist in the same universe, but everything else officially, uh, they all like all the screen movies exist in the same, all the Chucky movies we talked about exist in the same, and then of course, uh, these uh, uh, millennial classics, if you will, uh, yeah, I think that's the perfect descriptor. I think the year 2002 was such a major <laughs> year, I mean, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to off the top of my head. Attack of the Clones. How many like? Oh sand, yeah. How many sand jokes have you heard in the last <laughs> twenty years? <laughs> so many. I saw. I, I I saw one the other day. Actually, someone uh, took the the clip from uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, where the genie goes, "This episode's brought to you by sand. It's everywhere. Get used to it." And then immediately after he says that, you hear, I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie, um, 
this movie is, is we've talked about another 2002 uh, hit of of sorts. We are talking about the 2002 ad- live action adaptation of That was very good. Thank you. That was very good. Honestly, that's a... thanks. Golf clap. Um, now, so I'm trying to pin this. So you're three years older than I am. Um, yeah, is that weird? <laughs> it is. It is weird to think about. <laughs> like if you've if you've been listening to the show long enough, I imagine it's weird for the listener too. Like really, it's it doesn't. But so I was eight years old, going on nine in 2002 I was what depending on the month I was either 11 or 12 it was I think it was June of let me just I have it right here I can have, if it was up. if it was June I was 11 I have so many tabs open for this June 14th 2002 I was um, 11 I was about to be 12 though so you know for me like spider-man was obviously a big release and obviously i was excited about like star wars that was attack of the clones was the first star wars movie i saw in theaters actually mm-hmm. um so i mean like it's not a great movie but i'm like i have that like i remember getting the Django fett action figure michael getting from me at toys r us back in the day um i remember seeing it with him he had already seen it and i was watching you know so that was cool but if you had asked me at eight years old what my most anticipated movie was that year, I would have told you Scooby Doo, without a doubt. Without a I doubt, I could see that immediately. Because I mean, I watched Scoob. I watched a lot of Scooby Doo. Um, you know, I wouldn't say Same. I wouldn't say I'm like the big like Feehan is like the Scooby Doo guy. Um, like expert as far as people you know. Yes. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. And like I remember watching the original series. I remember like the Scooby Doo movies, um, and like I remember the, I yeah. I would say I remember like you know obviously the original cartoon. I remember like a pup named Scooby Doo. That I that was like sick day like primed sick day yeah, viewing like, was pup named Scooby Doo. Apple applesauce in hand, a thing of juice. And a pup named Scooby Doo with Fred and his crew cut going, It's Red Harry! <laughs> <laughs> Get off me, Jones! Scooby Doo! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was always like, you know, if you're not home if you're not at school, you're watching the Sadly, why was it always on when we're at school? It should have been on when we're at home so we can enjoy it, but no. But it was a good sick day. Like it's same for me, honestly. Um then like all the anime, I'm sure you're about to say this. The animated movies like Zombie Island, Zombie and... Island, which is great. But I also remember the, the Harlem Globetrotters when they crossed over the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters. Yeah, I got I have seen the Harlem Globetrotters live basically because of Scooby Doo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I might I I might have been the same too because I I remember going with my dad a couple of times to Harlem Globetrotters games and. I remember having a basketball, like like one of the like star like stars and stripes style, and it said Harlem yeah. Globetrotters on it. Um, uh, I also remember, like, because there's so many iterations of Scooby Doo, even like well past our childhood. Because there's oh, yeah. like obviously the original show. There's like the spinoffs, the ones where it was like Velma, Shaggy, Scooby, and then good old Scrappy Doo. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, or like there was the like the wacky racers one, or it was like, or is it was like a it was one where Shaggy was a werewolf, 
or something. It re- I remember there was the reluctant where Scooby Doo and the reluctant werewolf. Um, something like that. Yeah. Like um, there's, there's, I remember Ghoul School. I remember when they were trying to do the Nutcracker. I had that one on tape. Yeah. And of course, you know, I, I gotta mention they they crossed over with Batman. So. <laughs> I'm amazed we haven't talked about that. That's the that, yeah. that is a fatal flaw of this show. <laughs> <laughs> it was always the penguin and the Joker were the villains, and, and the, that they Joker had the mask used to that... scare me, honestly. Because that, that was a, that was a scary Joker, admittedly. Just, just the look, and he just you know because the way the animation was like that freaked me out as a kid. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody. I'm a wimp. That's why like a lot of the movies this month, other than like some parts of Scream and some parts of like Child's Play, a lot of it is just like <laughs> spooky. <laughs> At least, at least there's camp in those movies, though, for the, for the, you to sort of like cruise through it. Yeah, and I guess that, that's the other thing with Scooby Doo is like it's like it's it's really fun, like spooky viewing. You know, it's yeah. maybe if you're a really young kid, it's like scary because I remember like as a kid watching some of the like there was like a tiki guy who kind of freaked me freaked me oh, out, and there was yeah. like there's other all sorts of <clears throat> you know you know. The specific images in the Scooby Doo episodes were like the more like detailed, like you know how SpongeBob has like yeah. more detailed stuff. Like when you watch Scooby Doo, there's like more detailed shots of the ghosts that mm. are like someone put they're like a painstaking amount of detail just to like make the like creeper one or like you know any of the other class like the robot dude mm. or whatever to look creepier. And you're like, that's kind of scarier than like if it's just. You know, the typical, like, let's run after someone and then the same background passes over and over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo crossed over with Scooby-Doo. That just popped into my head. Which was one, one of my favorite jokes of all time. <laughs> my glasses, my glasses. I can't be, I can't see without my glasses. My glasses, my glasses. I can't be seen can't without be my glasses. Seen without my glasses. <laughs> which is basically me, because I wear my sunglasses everywhere. But anyway. <laughs> Um, but like Scooby-Doo is one of those like properties, 1969 was like the original Mm. series and it's been going for a long ass time. It's, it's a multi-generation, multi-generational like thing. I mean, Frank fucking Welker has played this character (laughs) for so long. (laughs) And I imagine when he's like sleeping in the middle of the night, he just goes, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Or like he's played Fred, up, and then he and then he played Scooby, you know, because yeah, like yeah. like um, yeah, but like it, it's such an appealing concept. I think it was also like you know it was one of those things for me too. Like cause I'm allergic to a lot of animals, and like so Scooby Doo was like a cool like hey this is like one of the few pets I can get like furry pets I can get close to is watching Scooby Doo because he's a cartoon. Scooby Doo, I mean, it made sense to make this into a a big you know budget live action movie eventually and it wasn't even like the first of the hanna-barbera because it wasn't like the flintstones Flint, flintstones the was before this um because that was like 94 95 something, or something. Ar- around that era yeah um you know those are other movies we have to get to at some point which would be really funny <sighs> john goodman as fred flintstone he's like like matthew lillard and john goodman we're 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 the world's too good for like we're, we're like we don't deserve them. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> but this this movie, you know, two thousand two, um, 
One of the other notable things, obviously, with this movie is uh, James Gunn. James Guardians of the Galaxy guy? James Gunn himself. You mean the DC guy right now? That James Gunn? Yes. Uh, he wrote these movies. And then Raja Gosnell, you said he was director of what? Home Alone 3? Home Alone 3. Uh, the, the Smurfs, at least the first two Smurfs movies, I think. And... Um, because I guess he was a film editor for a long time, and then he broke into the scene as a director. I don't know if it was this one. I don't remember. But that was Home Alone 3. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> that was, but, um, no, he, he he's directed a handful of movies. But it's one, of the, it's one of those things where it's like you probably have seen one of his movies. You don't even realize it. Yeah. You know? But uh, I feel like I feel like especially these days we sort of attribute both of the Scooby Doo movies to James Gunn. So I don't want to I, I don't want to discredit what Roger Gosnell did for for the films, but at the same time it, it's hard to like not be like, oh James Gunn. Yeah, I mean especially if you've seen like the Guardians movie, like watching this and seeing the Guardians movies, and especially this first movie, because one of the things with this movie was that I wrote my review of it on Letterboxd. Like, it was 2002's Barbie, in a, in a it's sense. Like, or at um, least it wanted to be. Because uh, when you were describing that, you were comparing it to, like, the Brady... Or something was comparing it to the Brady Bunch movie, where it was, like, both an adaptation, but also a parody of the material sort of thing. Like, because one of the big notes for this is that... Because, obviously, there's a lot of notes where people are like, Shaggy's obviously a stoner. You know, you know Velma's a lesbian... Uh, Scrappy sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all, all these, you know, all these, all these different, um, all these different things, and some of that is, is is in the movie, but it's not as like direct about it as I think that they maybe originally intended for, you know, because like it, it felt like because like at one point there was an apparently an R rated cut. Mm-hmm. Of this movie, yeah, um, which obviously would not fly if you're trying to sell toys. We need to sell those toys, James Gunn and Roger Goss. Now, that's what matters. Sell the toys. We need that IP money. Um, need the IP money. Yeah, but you were saying, um, no, because like it's weird to watch it again. Because I mean, it's been a second for me, and I think for you as well. Just watching it again and you're just like especially knowing some of this stuff and just watching it as an adult you're like there's like two visions here like there's two separate approaches like there's there's a movie here that isn't what we're seeing and then there's the movie that we are seeing and it there's it's like two completely different things um it also feels like it's been chopped to bits a little bit like like there's because, like, I sent you a thing of, like, the deleted scenes, and I'm like, they could have just kept all of this, and it probably would have helped the movie a little bit. It would have made it longer, but at least it would have, you know, had more more to it and more of a flow, maybe, or just more, just something. Just something. Because, like, even the way they introduce the monsters feels so, like you were saying, like, so inelegant. Like, so just, like... It's very inelegant, Yeah. Because like you had the you mentioned this you had the flame thing which is cool fine but you think it, like the next step towards that would be like like something a little more like 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 let's build up to this but no 
Because I know I know the designs are jam, but at least like let's let's pretend for a second that the designs <laughs> aren't just like weird <laughs> demon rabbit things. I I you know what it probably doesn't help the movie's case is that there's a better version of this story already told in animation. Like you're referring bef- to Zombie Island. Yeah. 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 It's hard not to like you know compare you know and just because like um, yeah. Because it because it is kind of it is a smart idea to do the whole like real monster angle, but you want to do it in such a way that it doesn't feel like it like it feels like a like a cool something like at the very least make it something exciting and you know interesting and build up to it. But probably because they had to like change eight or nine different things out of ten, um, mm. it just comes off so choppy and so like like um directionless in a way yeah yeah but like the thing is though what saves the movie truly outside of maybe some of the the sparkles of james gunness that we get every so often in the film is the cast it's listen like the cast in this like you know for like an ip like thing where people are like oh man who are you gonna cast for this like they, it, I, I've rarely seen it where they've nailed it so hard, <laughs> like so, so damn good. Every, it's not because, like, obviously the typical is Matthew Lillard, which he deserves every amount of praise he gets for everything he did with that character, including after these films when he was the voice of Shaggy replacing Casey Kasem. Um, but uh, like even like um, Freddie Prince Jr. Amazing. I, I always yes. I always like the comment of like he could walk so Ryan Gosling as Ken could run. Um yeah. uh Sarah Michelle Geller as Daphne, fantastic. Linda Cardellini, uh, as uh, as I stated uh in my my review for the second film, I am forever an active and loyal fan <laughs> of the Dinkley Brigade. Um She's so great in this. Uh the da- the, the the Velma voice is so good. It's so spot on. Yeah. Like I, I, it makes me sad that she didn't join Matthew Lillard in voicing Velma for later things. Unless she did, and I don't know. But she might um, have popped in, like a um, what was a mystery. I think Mystery Incorporated. She might have popped in for like as a oh. character that had to do with Velma. Okay. On some level, I think I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but you know, like all of them are so good. But they're it's also so good, like, and they're maybe, game for what they're for what they're given. And it also makes me think of the mummy cast where people are like, this is like the bisexual <laughs> like movie. This is bisexual awakening. <laughs> the bisexual awakening is, is yeah. this cast. Um, but I also want to give a shout out to Neil Fanning as Scooby. Wow. Incredible. Like, incredible stuff. The delivery. Keeping it real. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But he does it in both movies, and it's so funny. <laughs> he's, he's so good, um, like <laughs> because obviously, because we're we're so used to like lately, like Frank Welker playing mm-hmm. the part of of Scooby, amazing, yeah, like, does an amazing job. Um, but I, I I think I think Neil Fan like, should get all, so much credit in these movies because it could it could have they could have not made it sound like like they could have just not made it sound like Scooby. Yeah, they no. c- they could have they could have just did like. Some weird, or they could have done something completely different, but no, it's 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 Scooby Doo. It's yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, 
And that's because, like, you sent me that video that was talking about it as an adaptation, especially in a world where we have so many um, animated to live action, especially from Disney with all their stuff, like live action to live action adaptations of animation. And that video made an excellent point that this movie is just like, what if we treated all that as fact? Like, all that just happened. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it makes so much sense because you're watching it and it's like, yeah. Why not just do it like that? You know, like, because mm-hmm. every, everything else is trying so hard to fit it into this reality box to the point where, like, you watch fucking Lion King from someone we've enjoyed in the past, John Favreau, and it's literally just, it feels like it loses something because it's photorealistic. Yeah. So when you're watching this, and yeah, it's like, you know, the cartoon stuff and the live action stuff probably you know, isn't like as meshy as you want it to be, but everybody's game, everybody's pulling their A game. Everyone's doing a great job. The, the, the Scooby animation while not perfect works really well still because Matthew Lillard makes like, I gotta give you a lot of credit, give him a lot of credit for that. Cause obviously Matt, you're saying Matthew Lillard probably interacts with the, it the, the chemistry with that, well. but also it is meant to be cartoonish. It's cartoonish, but I also like it. Cause like the design, I feel like is very unique. Yeah. Like it's a very distinct, design for for scooby-doo obviously because you're trying to and i feel like again those 2002 they're trying to figure like cgi trying to figure that out making this dog like movies movies have gotten cgi lenient or not lenient but like they lean on it is what i mean they they lean on it yeah which you know again there's so many things different things you could talk about that but again i i give them a lot of credit for for what they're able to do with um with that character i believe in the character yeah. I think that's that's really what we're trying to say here. Like we love Scooby the, the, in this movie. Scooby is so great. <laughs> he is he movie. is the pure soul. I, I love I'm gonna be a rap rice. <laughs> <laughs> your mama eats rat poop. No Scoob, your mom eats cat poop. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the best Scooby, but you, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny. Um but um, so ba- like the basic gist, they go to there's like at the beginning of the movie they split up, but like yeah they split they, up, they, like, they they break up like the band they, is they broken like because the Beatles yeah because like they they solve a case they're you know blah 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 but then it's like they're they're ti- they're tired of the 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 of their places in the group Daphne is always the damsel in distress she doesn't want to be anymore velma feels like she's being taken for granted because she's you know she is incredibly intelligent and comes up with a lot of the plans and then it seems like fred being the egotist sort of takes credit for all that and then shaggy and scooby they don't want anything to change but they can't force them to you know do anything so unfortunately everyone's just like i'm done and everyone goes their separate ways and uh two years pass and uh what's his name emil mondavarius or something what uh, rowan yes. atkinson did i get it right um, emil you did you did i'm actually like Woo! good job what a complicated name and the damon Ritus. i will, uh, i remember that too <laughs> i'm proud yes. of myself um yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh uh emil mondavarius the 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 creator of spooky island or or it would have been funny if it was hydrocolonic island (laughs) 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 but um uh they they he uh uh he gathers mystery ink together to um 
solve a mystery of these kids that something's wrong with them. And basically what, what happens is when they get on the island, they seem like normal everyday kids. Then when they leave the island, they feel like a CEO's uh, interpretation <laughs> of a young person from the year 2002. <laughs> I love get off my grill son <laughs> dude gets chucked across. that was the funniest thing oh my gosh the biatch was like what that was like later on <laughs> I will admit like anytime any character or the keeping it real like you did keep it real thank you <laughs> like it was it's so cringy but it's to the point where it's so funny <laughs> but it's 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 a thing where it's like i feel like this movie came out a generation too early but it also <laughs> could not have come out at a different point in history it's, it's stuck in a weird point it can't move <laughs> it can't move which is i think why i'm like lenient on it somewhat because it's yeah. cast so well uh this movie it's perfect perfect casting perfect but i also casting. gotta give them i gotta give them credit like it's kind of bold for them to be like, we're going to have the gang split up. Like, at the beginning of the movie. Because, think about, like, like what if this was, like, I imagine this is, like, a kid's first Scooby-Doo movie. First Scooby-Doo anything, even. First Scooby, I mean, I'd seen Scooby-Doo things as a kid, so it was like, it was just like, okay, I'm just bringing whatever baggage I have. And then they're, like, they split up. No, but it, but it's it's a bold thing. It gets, like, you know, obviously, you, you know they're going to get back together. But, like, when you're a kid, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute! They're 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 broken up. Like um, your favorite band is no more. But what helped was that like Shaggy and Scoob stuck together. Like if they had like broken up, it. And you know why? You know why? Friends don't quit. It's a good thing. Friends don't it's, quit. It's a good thing you you never said you were my friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is the announcement. I'm out, guys. Later. Um, you know, there's a story, uh, Richard, Richard asked me to be his friend and I was like, <laughs> what? Later on! <laughs> yo, 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 that dick was like, what? And I was like, later on! <laughs> no, 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 you better. Yo, yo, that dick was like, friends? And I was like, later on! <laughs> um, I, there's, all, there's also some, like, really fun bits. Like, there's the one guy who's on the beach unfortunately it's like a voodoo guy but he's just one of my favorite lines where it's just like yeah get a get a clue purple purple's a fall color (laughs) (laughs) here's a clue purple's a fall color it's the middle of may (laughs) (laughs) that was funny and then of course like like the, the one thing that i think is is always interesting is like the more adult aspects because like we were talking about it was kind of supposed to be a bit more adult and some yeah. of those things still kind of snuck in there mm-hmm. you know and there's there's that there's an unfortunately famous moment uh, when all the characters switch bodies and of course fred ends up in daphne's body and listen if you're if you're an 11 year old 12 year old kid you're at that point where you're starting to feel things <laughs> You're you're finding people attractive. You're like, what's going on downstairs? I don't understand. So the first thing you're probably thinking of is, oh, if I was if like as a kid, if adults think this, you have problems. But but if you're a kid and you're like, man, if I was that, I would just like wash 
look at me. <laughs> and of course, Fred's first thought is, I can look at myself naked. And that's when you feel called out a little bit as a kid. <laughs> but my fa- one of my favorite things is when, when Shaggy goes into Daphne's body. He's like, Daphne, why what's do you wrong not eat with anything? you? Don't you ever eat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, like he's in Velma's body. He's like, man, like, why am I wearing a dress? <laughs> and he's just like looking at the, he's not looking up the skirt. He's looking at the skirt. He's like, oh, zoinks. <laughs> like, what is this? Uh Bad. but there's like I get like the stoner thing like when you look at the mystery machine and the smoke's coming out smoke's coming out just making food <laughs> it's an eggplant burger oh man uh, <laughs> Mary also, Jane like, <laughs> like Mary that's, Jane. My, that's favorite like, my favorite name <laughs> <laughs> also shout out to Isla Fisher on that note yeah first movie I ever saw her in and I'm always excited to see her Yes. Um, but Scrappy's the villain. We talked about this. And he, it's, it's, it's the it's big those... the big twist is that Scrappy-Doo is the villain. Now, here's my question. Did you hate Scrappy as a kid? I had no opinions, personally. <laughs> that was my yeah. that was my thing. I, I'm like... Like, like I, I did the puppy power thing as a joke sometimes. I was like, puppy power! It was just kind of a fun... Fr- it's a fun catchphrase. It's a fun thing to say. But I like it, you didn't. I didn't learn about the hatred towards him till after the fact. Yes, because I was like, "Wait, Scrappy's the villain." That was my like, like you, like you were talking about, like you know, being sad that they broke up, and yeah, that was sad. But I was more like, "Scrappy's the villain." What? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Or, or, but even before that, they're like they they threw Scrappy out. <laughs> after he peed on Daphne. <laughs> And I think they excused him. I was like, oh, he's not a puppy. This is a gland issue. <laughs> you are marking your territory. <laughs> <laughs> no urinating on Daphne. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird to think about. It is so strange. And then he calls them almost like sons of bitches before it shuts the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. It <sighs> Like, how? But a- like- after that, how do you feel about Scrappy now? In comparison, because I again I have no opinion. Uh, Scrappy's like he's a like as a kid I, to go more to, like he was just another character. Yeah. So to me, it's just like you're seeing new things. Like when you're a kid, when you watch like the Star Wars prequels, right? You see Jar Jar Binks. There are people people who are like probably adults who are like, this guy is not my Star Wars. He doesn't deserve to exist. And I'm just like, hey, a new alien. Yeah. Woo! New toys. Yeah, I'm not I'm not immediately thinking of like any any one particular thing. I'm just, it's just Jar Jar. I kind of liked Jar Jar when I was a kid because he was silly. I like the silly it's, guys. It's, silly, it, it's yeah. You know, um Like there's there's all there's a whole other aspect of Jar Jar that is a bit upsetting, but uh, outside of that, um like when you're a kid, you don't know any better. You, know, you, you don't know. Like, you're, no, you're just watching aliens and and shit like that. And Scrappy, like, I, I don't have any like like I'd rather it like my I think today I'd rather it just be like the core like five members in you know, Mystery Inc. But that's you know that's neither here nor if Scrappy shows up, he shows up. Plus, but, plus Scrappy never became a prominent character. I feel like after he initially like like he never showed up in like the Mystery Incorporated show. I think he never really showed up. It, was he? He wasn't in a pup named Scooby Doo because it was Scooby Doo was the pup. It was Scooby Doo was a pup. Yeah, yeah so it wouldn't have made sense. True. Like, but it, but it felt like as a kid, Scrappy was more prominent 
yeah. than he has been in recent years. Like I remember seeing him at a lot of different specials. Puppy power was obviously a big phrase, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Like Scrappy is almost like an obscure character, <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird. Now I won't I won't go so far as to say like justice for Scrappy. I'm not going to be that guy. No, but I'll definitely no. say, but I'll definitely be like, he's there. He's he exists. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scrappy. It's like, just he's just scrappy. He's he's Scooby's nephew. Yes. Um but this movie went on to make 275 million worldwide. Um so and against like an 84 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. So, it was a hit. You know, I liked it when I was a kid. Same. And I saw it. Know, I saw it the summer. I was hanging out with my friend Cameron a lot because my mom need, needed me to be somewhere, not at home where no one was watching me. So yeah. go to your friend's house and hang out with him and his mom, and you know, uh, and that's like that's how I saw like Lilo and Stitch. That's how I saw Scooby Doo, and you know, so it was a lot of fun. Right on. Um, so on that note, I think we're gonna take a brief intermission. Um, and during our intermission. We have a special surprise, uh, courtesy of John and Ken. <clears throat> sorry, courtesy of John and Kenny Armstrong, the lovely gentlemen they are. Very proud to present this, and after that, we will discuss our next film. Stay tuned. Richard, Richard, I'm home. Where are you? I'm haunting the basement. Come upstairs. I want to show you my costume. Costume? I told you. Since I'm a ghost now, I find Halloween offensive. But last night you said you'd go trick-or-treating with me. Us ghosts are just so changeable. But you promised. <sighs> Whatever. Just show me the costume. I don't think you'll like it. Uh, I, I, I didn't really think this through. Just show me so I can get back to work. I still have to haunt the attic before I can haunt the bedrooms. I got a schedule. Okay, just promise you won't be mad. I promise. Alright. Behold! My Halloween costume! Do you like it? How could you? See, I knew you wouldn't like it. I hate it! You promised you wouldn't be mad! I'm not mad. Just disappointed. And deeply offended. Why on earth would you buy a ghost costume? Knowing that I'm dead and eternally shackled to this earthly realm against my will. I just wanted to show solidarity. This isn't a costume. It's a curse. Which makes it all the more spooky and perfect for Halloween. Come on, Richard. Let's go trick-or-treating. Nope, I'm certainly not going now. Oh, Richard. Oh, don't awe Richard me. I'm not leaving this house. But think of all the people who will be scared of you. You really think so? I know so. Come on, the candy's getting cold. <sighs> okay, let's go. Oh boy, oh boy, I feel so spooky. Okay, where is everyone? How am I supposed to haunt people if they don't even have the decency to walk around town at night? Don't worry, Richard. We're just a little early. What time is it? 3 a.m. 3 a.m.? It's November 1st! Why did it take so long to get home? It took me six hours to pick this costume. Hey! 
Hey, fellas. Hark! Who's that? Looks like, looks like a guy. I've got some candy for you. Huzzah! I hope it's ripe. Joey, wait! Where's the candy, my good man? It's here, in my house. Come on in. Can't we just wait outside? No, we must patronize the dwelling place of this fine young man. This is a bad idea, Joey. What's the worst that can happen? You're already dead, and if I die tonight, we'll get to haunt our house together. That's the spirit. Come on into my house. This isn't even a house, it's a tent. It's called a yurt. Now sit down on this rug. You guys want some popcorn? I want candy! Okay, well, all I have is this M&M. A single M&M? I'll take it. Okay, you got your candy. Let's go. Hey, wait a minute. You're not going anywhere. He's got a gun! Oh, boy. I get to be a ghost, Richard. I'm not going to kill you. I just want you to meet somebody. Is he going to kill me? I don't know. Maybe. I think he just wants to sing a song for you. What? Oh, boy. Hey, boss. We're all ready. Okay, play the tape. Sure thing, boss. Hey, I recognize that voice. Good evening. <gasps> Ryan! But you're dead! Shut up, Richard! Listen to this. What is life without you near me? What?
living like this. Darling, come home. Daddy's sorry. Pick up the phone. Please, mommy. No other love. No other love like yours. Like yours, yeah. That was so beautiful. Good job, boss. God, you're creepy. Thank you, thank you. Well, I hope the words to my song have thawed the ice between us. I'm as warm as toast. Well, I'm not thawed. You killed me! Joey, Richard, those things I did... I forgive you! He's a murderer! That time I killed Richard? Fellas, look. I'm real sorry. Sorry's not good enough. What made you come around and realize the error of your ways? Falling into that snake pit and then being mauled by a snow leopard really opened my eyes. Miraculously, I emerged unscathed, filled with a burning desire for knowledge, which led me to invest tens of thousands into various multi-level marketing business models. Say what now? Two words. Dietary. One. Supplements. Two. The more entrepreneurial-minded young men, like yourselves, that invest into this product, the more our market value increases, and the more money stuffs its way into your pockets. It's a pyramid scheme! Run, Dewey! Okay! No, wait, come back! Should I kill them? Yes! He's shooting at us! <laughs> Such fun! Boys! Slim! Slim Littles! Hop on my dirt bike, boy! Come back here so I can sell you stuff! If there's one thing I learned from the Spanish-American War, it's that nothing beats diet and exercise for weight loss. Dietary supplements are a scam, and remember, there ain't no shortcuts to hell. Here, here! But where did you come from? I thought you were still up in the foothills. Foothills my ass, I'm a highly trained killer. I've been camped outside your house for the past three years just a hoping and a praying that lowly son of a gun would try to make a move on you boys so I can once again fill this everlasting void in my heart with violence. Stop the bike! Oh no, they got the potato truck! Idaho potatoes! Listen here, if you give yourselves up now, nobody gets hurt. I can get you guys a discount on your first round of supplements. There ain't gonna be no first round. Boy, let's switch places and drive on stop with less of Green Egg Launcher. Sure thing. Come on, Slim. Come on, Slim. Come on, Slim. Hold your horses and the snippers. Poor old man. Behold, time to rain down justice on these uncouth bastards. Hooray! Direct hit! Those boss are surely dying a gruesome death. Hurry, let's get back to the house and hide in the basement. Oh boy, we get up a Halloween movie night with Slim instead of trick-or-treating. That sounds so good to me. Let's never do this again. If there's one thing I'll learn from Socrates' execution, 
It's never to go trick-or-treating at 3 a.m. on November 1st. Tell me more about the old days, Slim. Well, it all started when I was born. Then when I was grown, it got worse, but now it's getting better. Like zoinks, man! Welcome back to the show! But before we get into it, I have a question. Um, is there a, is there a Mr. Do here? Is there a Mr. Do here? Melvin Do? No, 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 no. S- Scooby. That's me! <laughs> <laughs> we had to give a shout out to Melvin Do. We forgot to do that, so. Shout out to Melvin Do. Melvin, Melvin Do. <laughs> Don't you mean Melvin Do? <laughs> <laughs> I like that bit. Um, oh, that was a good bit too. <laughs> <laughs> the, like payoff at the end. But welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, hope you. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that uh, little special that John and Kenny did. Um, that I, I we had a lot of fun recording our bits for that. So that was fun. Um, now we're moving on to our second feature, one we literally just watched, and boy howdy. Can I tell you, this is some <laughs> Joe Dinny Dan, mm. the the Scooby to my Shaggy, or vice versa. What is our next feature we're talking about? Oh God! <laughs> 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 it's like the the build up. I'm like, monsters <laughs> 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 unleashed. <laughs> Like wow! <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I just remembered the the flicking of the nose thing. <laughs> he just clocks her in the face. <laughs> I made a lotion. <laughs> oh man! Um, yes, Scooby Doo Tool Monsters Unleashed. A movie that I have not seen. Since it's theatrical release. Which I was surprised to hear about, honestly. I figured you would have seen it a couple more times, maybe. No. Which is, we, watching it again now, that is, it's very strange. <laughs> I'm like, it took so long. It took way too long. But, like, I remember what it's like suggesting this. And obviously, like, when I suggest episode stuff, or when you suggest, I like to try not to watch the movie or rewatch it until we get to that point. Yeah, I I, I I usually do that, but sometimes I fail. Sometimes <laughs> it doesn't work out, but like that's generally my rule of thumb. Like like the Scream sequels, I didn't watch those until we watched it for the show because I like I to pre- try to keep. I appreciated that. Or like the Ch- the Chucky movies, same deal. Um, you know, and then for the season, like Dracula is a movie I've seen many times, but when we were you know preparing for the show, the first time I watched it for the season was for our show October first. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now with Scooby, with this, with this, with these movies, I haven't watched them in a, in a second. So, especially this one, the first one I've seen a couple of times, like I saw it the first one again, like, or before this viewing, like a year or two ago, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and this movie, you know, this movie I've not seen in quite a while. And, you know, again, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, cause usually we're so used to things being like trilogies. Or going right. longer. This only had two movies. It had know. two movies, and then there was like some TV movie 
prequels, reboot, spinoff things or whatever. I don't. Mm. I, I, I've I've probably watched some of the first one. Were they connected to this movie? I, I maybe technically, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, but. I know they were like, hey, let's do live action Scooby Doo, but like as uh, when they were in high school, like how they met, you know? Right. Um, So, but this was the last uh, official entry in the the Raja Gosnell, James Gunn, uh, Scooby Doo era of films, though it definitely felt more. Uh, of like a like an easier ride, given that there probably was more of an understanding of what was needed to be done, and then on top of that, like now at this point we can actually just go full on, just go head first and actually do like just a Scooby Doo movie, like not even like trying to do X Y and Z, like it's just Scooby Doo now. They're not trying to be subversive or anything <clears throat> like that. Like like this, it's almost it's like a weird example of like. The following the studio notes, <laughs> I, I don't know what like like I could be talking to my ass here, but like it feels Same. like this like the, the first movie feels more like a little bit more off the rails. Like and there's a lot of stuff in there where I'm like oh boy, and like like the rough edges were like smoothed out or anything that could be like you know like like oh god, kids shouldn't be seeing this. A lot of that feels like it's been scrubbed right. out. But it's one of those cases where it's just like I I the I didn't know if I was gonna think this. The movie's better. This is a better movie than the first one. It 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 really is. I would say like like because like, the thing is like the cast we get the same cast they're all fantastic. It feels more like like a celebration of Scooby Doo because we get all yes. the villains we get um, like we actually one thing we didn't bring up the first time is in the opening scene. We have that ghost, which is a w- such a cool design with that costume. I have that action figure. Yeah, like it's so cool, and it's on the posters and shit. But it's not even like the main thing of the whole movie. Like right. we get we get Rowan Atkinson it, it is a robot being controlled by Scrappy Doo, and like even the mystery element isn't really all that strong, if I'm being honest. No, but this time we get a masked villain, very. Like Claude Rains, very Phantom of the Opera. Like you know, I seek vengeance on Mystery Inc. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah, the cla- the laugh is really where, where yeah. you get it. Um, like it, it's this like it's a movie where it, it's yes, there is a lot of like you know callbacks to the original, but you don't need to have seen the original series to it, or even the first movie, for that matter. Like the the only thing that stays around is like some character development, yeah. like Daphne being sort of like a badass because she has fight scenes and the romance with her and Fred and stuff. But outside of that, you're good. <laughs> yeah, it it's, it's, it almost feels like a, like a clean slate with a lot of the same players um, and people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there's a new display at, at the museum. Of like all like a bunch of different classic costumes that of the different mysteries that Mystery Incorporated has solved mm-hmm. over the years, and we're in Coolsville. That's also something for. We're in Coolsville, yes. Um, and the the main bad guy whose name escapes me, like when I don't remember it either. They're just <laughs> the main. The, the, we'll call them. We'll call them Claude. Claude comes <laughs> Claude. in. <laughs> <laughs> Good I old probably, Claude. I could look it up right now. Hold on. 
<laughs> it's, it's almost funnier just to just to be like Claude. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it, if man, it's... okay. Uh, according to Wikipedia, so I could be talking out of my ass, and I could be getting a message of Feehan like finger wagging at me that I didn't get the name right. But according <laughs> to Wikipedia, it says a masked man known as Evil Masked Figure, Claude. Claude, he's Claude. I, I, anyway. I was gonna say if 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 it comes out like that, he's Claude now. Claude. Um, so Claude <laughs> comes in and, and he like he causes a big ruckus. All right, and Claude like steals one of the, one of the costume, one or two of the costumes. The, like the pterodactyl costume comes to life. It turns out it's like an actual monster now. Yes, and then yes. um uh the 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 Black Knight ghost costume, and then another costume are stolen. And so now we're we're learning that uh, someone is out to get Mystery Inc. Yes. And how they're going to do it is they're stealing the costumes from all the like classic Scooby-Doo villains, and we're going to turn them into actual monsters with this like device that's built underneath an abandoned amusement park. Scooby-Doo to the fucking max. It, yes. <sighs> Yes, it, it, like again, this feels like a Scooby Doo premise with like obviously the flavor that the unique flavor of the live action iterations of these characters. Yeah, you know, so it makes it kind of fun, and you're like, I wish we could have gotten like a third movie with everybody involved because this is really a joy no. and a blast to watch. Like the production oh. values and stuff are a lot oh, better yeah. this time. Oh, yeah. I think about like the rock sets that are in. Uh, monster um, in in a spooky island or whatever um, in the first movie, and I'm just like, this is like, it feels like a TV movie at points, and yeah. not to say that this one's like, oh my god, but it feels like a step. It feels like a step up this time around. It does, and also I want to make I want to make this thing. If James Gunn ever listens to this show, could you please cast members of the Scooby Doo cast in in future movies? I know Linda Cardellini showed up in Guardians Three. That was awesome. Her scenes literally made me cry, because mm-hmm. uh, uh, those were some of the most beautiful anything I think in the MCU ever. Um, yes. So, uh, but I, like, I know you're doing the DC stuff now. Hey, Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Linda Cardellini, even even Neil Fanning is yes, yeah, get yes. all of them and have them show up. I would appreciate it. Please and thank you. Because <laughs> that was something, because we were watching this and we made a lot of Star-Lord jokes about Freddie Prince Jr. Because he's like prototype Star-Lord now. As opposed yes. to like, like in the first movie, there's definitely the Kennergy is there. Now we're getting the Star-Lord energy. And I'm like, you know what? He would have been a cool Star-Lord. Like he would, it, it would have been like, oh yeah, I see why like people fall like Star, like he's like a sex, like a sexy Star-Lord kind yeah. of thing. Um, you know, but uh, but this movie, it's just, it's just so much fun. There's a lot of just goofy shit. Like there's the scene where like Shaggy and Scooby are trying potions. I <laughs> Check this out, little man. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a chick, dude. <laughs> and it's literally just like. <laughs> like photoshopped Matthew Lillard's head on like a sexy woman body. It looks so bad, but it's perfect for for it, that scene. It's so good. Like, <laughs> you I'm know what? Tasmanian Rebel. <laughs> Tasmanian Devil. 
apparently, and I could be wrong, but I thought I read like either on Wikipedia or something that they were they were gonna have a joke that that was uh, George Bush or something. But I was happy it was Tasmanian Devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, Scooby was a genius. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on that note, there's a lot more of like character work in this than I think there was because the first one just felt more like here they are, and this yeah. one. You know, it definitely feels like there's a bit more development with like because with Shaggy and Scooby, their whole arc is that they don't know their place. Yeah. You know, they're they're the they've always just and I and I'm gonna be just completely transparent. I relate to that to this arc wholeheartedly because I am inherently a goofy person, mm. and I think part of that is just upbringing and half the shit I've you know either dealt with or been sheltered from as a kid, and so it's just easier to laugh in so many ways. Um, but there's definitely times I'm like, you know, that, you know, facade of myself or that part of myself becomes like the main crux for people thinking about me. Like, Oh, he's goofy or, Oh, he's silly. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it sucks. Cause then you're like, I don't want to just be that all. Cause I'm, I'm not just that. So when I see the, when I see that aspect of the movie, I, I very much relate to it. Admittedly, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to not be the goofy person and yeah there's the there's that nice aspect of you know well at least you're comfortable being yourself um i don't know if i entirely fit that mold but i'm definitely like happier with me just being comfortable and being goofy right. but you know it's it's a whole thing but i definitely liked that that narrative in this a lot cuz it's it feels like a different angle a little bit because like like shaggy and scooby yeah they're like the goofy ones that you know maybe accidentally fix something but you know it's nice that like to have that sort of reflection of like you know what if we could just be heroes yeah and they and they were you know um and and velma gets to have her whole a whole arc for herself where she's uh got a crush on seth green (laughs) (laughs) yes which uh, that has a lot of funny moments, and Linda Cardellini is amazing mm-hmm. at every turn. Yeah, it would have been honestly. I, I would. I am definitely one of those people that like the idea of Velma being gay, but I can't lie. Like it was cute that whole storyline. It, 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 it's cute. It's fun. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 like leather jumpsuit is hysterical. That <laughs> is so fun. Like when she's like getting in the Mister Machine, her legs are just sticking out. <laughs> she's she's sticking. literally a Barbie doll that can't bend a single limb. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, but I was thinking about what was it? Um, Daphne's on. It's like you, know, you want, want somebody who knows how incredibly hot you are, or. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, Linda Cardellini as Velma goes, I'm not hot. And then the first thing that pops into my head is Helen Mirren going, if you're going to make this point, don't cast Linda Cardellini. No. 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 No, absolutely not. This does not work in the film. Uh, The point is ineffective. I'm so sorry. Mm. (laughs) Literally everybody in this movie is a hottie. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Um, But... Yeah, yeah, everybody's hot. Um, but I love the the monster the monster designs in this this time around. The uh, practical really... mixed with like CGI was really cool. On that yeah, one. it was it was really it was really I was very impressed um, impressed with that. 
Uh, I just love like they were creeping around like a haunted house. Winkle. Yes. No, it's just Winkle. You know. Oh, Peter yes. Boyle's character. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the when you when he showed up and you went Winkle, it's like it's been in on loop now. <laughs> Winkle. <laughs> just he wants child labor. You know, amazing. <laughs> he wants free child labor. Yes, especially that's important um i love it like there's this whole plant like oh yeah i'm gonna take all these costumes ha 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 and then there's like this guy i want to make a theme park that's actually not a theme park i'm just creating child slavery (laughs) it's it it made me think of um nathan fielder and nathan for you did an episode where he was like uh (laughs) he's like we're gonna we're gonna make a gym but people are gonna actually be like doing work <laughs> and we're yes. gonna pretend that it's a workout mm. huh? <laughs> and someone kind of went with it <laughs> yes oh my god they were hesitant and they they they, re- they recognized it was sinister but they're like okay <laughs> um so listen once a bad guy always a bad guy absolutely yes you know um I do like like the different like payoffs. You're talking about like the the the, the crawl like the bridge. Oh, the like the like walkway that like the walk, Fred the broke, walkway. and then like Fred everybody fell through it. Everybody <laughs> fell through it. Um, or the uh, the flashback with the the frisbee ultimate frisbee, the frisbee scene, and that pays off in the end because the device is like a fr- like frisbee shaped that they need. Um, you know, you could I, definitely. Oh, you, yeah. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. I love. I mean, the whole aesthetic of this movie is. I love the bar. You know, we were talking about that. Oh um, yeah, the faux, faux ghost. ghost. Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a riff on that. I think there's like uh, a a bar in the Marvel universe that's like the villains hang out there. I forget what it's called. Um, I want to mention, give a shout out to uh, Karen uh, Conoval, who plays one of the people at the bar. She's been on our show before because she was Maurice. In the Planet of the Apes movies, there you go. and she was also, I believe, in season. She was in season two of um, Schmigadoon. So icon right there, just Absolutely. dancing with Scooby Doo in that mm-hmm. fun scene. Oh, and Sh- Shaggy's fit in that scene <laughs> with the gold tooth with a diamond in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? That's another thing I want to talk about too. With these movies, is that the main characters' costumes, the costume design is is really good in these oh, yeah. for those characters because it's both evocative of the original like color scheme of the characters but also being like 2002 2004 era or like you know something practical on some level yeah though the moment fred finally pulled that ascot out oh we clapped we, we clapped. clapped it was wonderful um but like the 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 because like when when you're watching the first movie and you see the costumes like the costuming was amazing there too, yes. Um, the way they're able to update it, but moving into this one, it just felt like like a literal like phase two. Like here's the next version of it, and it still works really well. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and again, it's like again, it's like every every I th- I like I look at that. I look at the payoff setup stuff. I look at just the overall approach and. You can just tell through the whole thing that this was made without true interference. It felt, it feels like I'm sure there was a few studio notes here and there, but ultimately it's like, okay, this is what you wanted. We'll just give this to you, and we'll this do the feels best like version. Smooths. 
it feels like smooth sailing. Smooth, smooth yeah, very much smooth. Like uh, especially watching them back to back, almost not necessarily back to back, but like one one day we watched Scooby Doo, and then today we watched uh, Monsters Unleashed, and it's it, like it was it, wild. It, it's almost night and day. Like I wouldn't yeah. go so far as to say it night and day, but it feels almost like that. And it feels like more time was able to be spent with the characters, and we got to you know have some more fun moments. Uh, like all the time Fred gets uh, like messed with in the media. <laughs> like I think Coolsville sucks. That's iconic, memorable, like, uh, memorable. Bit. Like Fred getting to be sort of a doofus, but still funny. Like <laughs> like when he's trying to unmask the cameraman, and Ned, Ned was is... Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Daphne just being like s- confident and just being like like the cool like she's almost like the defender of the group really like she's badass this time around. Oh yeah, there's a whole scene where like you know Velma is trying to read from this what was a Celt like Celtic Celtic book, book thing, and then Daphne's l- literally fighting uh, a, a levitating sword and <laughs> Dude, holding her own. <laughs> yes, I also love uh, like. Uh, she go tries to go head first into like the really like the shocky uh like electrical. <laughs> <Just, laughs> Fred has a jousting match with the Black Knight, which is kind of cool. <laughs> to Bon Jovi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. Ascot. <laughs> but I also like like the like the way the villain like twist like it's like unmasking on an unmasking. <laughs> unmasking. Well, no. On that note, the mystery aspect was actually kind of fun. Yes, like, yes. like it's not like the most like intuitive mystery thing, but there's actually like some development to it. We get suspects, which we didn't really have last time. Like we sort of did, but there wasn't like anything. Like it was obvious. Mm-hmm. Like every person that you assumed was a part of it was a part of it. And then, like, the Scrappy-Doo flashback sort of was like, oh, and it's Scrappy! (gasps) But, like, this time around, you know, we got Seth Green, who's sort of the love, he's the love interest to Velma's character, and he's the curator at the museum, and he does some shady shit in the the film, and there's that really funny scene where, like, he keeps going back and forth with Shaggy. He's like, I'm just kidding. Ah! Ah! My favorite part was when, Sha- when Shaggy goes, I think you should make, like, your personality, personality and split. And split. <laughs> or, no, he's like, we're going to make, like, your personality and split. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's it's not as direct, but it's still, like, damn. <laughs> it's just, uh, I love, like, they're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you know what I, I, I appreciate, too? Like, this was a kid's movie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You, you can't, you can't, like, the first one, is in such an awkward it's like when you are in that stage in your life you're 11 12 13 years old it's awkward it doesn't know what it is this movie is is, is it's a kids movie you're eight eight or ten ten years old 11 years whatever watching this movie you'll have a good time because goofy antics shenanigans Goofy antic shenanigans. The, it's got a fun mystery. Uh, Batgirl shows up, Alicia Silverstone, who turns out to be the villain this whole time, which was a fun little twist, but it's actually not Alicia Silverstone, because Alicia Silverstone is actually Jonathan Jacobo, <gasps> played by Tim Blake Nelson in a, with a German accent. And He's great. 
He's he's good. He's great in everything. It's and, like and he, he, and he looks like a Scooby Doo villain too. He does. You know, like like he like it's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then of course, so obviously, like you're like we're watching this movie. You know, it's 2004. There's aspects that are clearly dated, but not like oh, any yeah. problematic oh, aspect of it necessarily. You're like, okay, this is smooth set. Like it's not, like at least so far for us, it's not like you know, oh, this is or this is ugh. Maybe there's some things here and there, but not not anything that we were immediately like taken aback by. But then, of course, it's revealed that Alicia Silverstone's character is actually just Tim Blake Nelson, who's been in disguise as her this whole time. And yet, you think like, cause like obviously the first thing I think of is like the Ace Ventura th- joke at the end of that movie, where it's revealed that Sean Young's character has been uh, this this uh, f- this field goal kicker named Ray Finkel that mm-hmm. apparently slept with the entire police force. And then everyone in the police force like collectively starts spitting and disgust. And, and you watch that now and you're like, that's awful. <laughs> like, like that's actively terrible. And yeah. the fact that it's in this movie and uh, especially, you know, just targeting trans people is just incredibly disgusting. And yeah. so we see it, we see that here, but there's nothing. And we're like, Oh, like we get a fun little moment where uh, Shaggy puts the helmet of the one of the ghosts on, and then Shaggy and Scooby are like, "Oh, hey!" And then he gets into the car, <laughs> and we unfortunately have that moment where a guy, where the cameraman Ned was like, "You've been, you've been a guy this whole time." Yes, you idiot. But we cuddled. <sighs> yeah, we were so close. <laughs> Like, shout out to um, uh, Zaf Peru, um, mm-hmm. who who plays Ned. Uh, his delivery of that line though is funny. But <laughs> 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 we cuddled. But we cuddled. Um, but yeah, that that is definitely the one thing where you're like, oh boy. Yeah, because oh, like, because like immediately, I'm already like, because like I'm having a great time watching this. You, we're we're watching this together. We're having a great time, and then that happens, and then immediately my brain goes to, how are they gonna fuck this up? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's 2004. Unfortunately, you know, that's where the mindset of many people were. And so it was easy to make jokes like that. But then, you know, you're watching the movie and it's just like, it's just another reveal. It's not like, we're not making a big deal of like the gender swap aspect of it. Right. It's just there. Um, And then, you know, it, it almost feels nice. Like, oh. Oh, and then that moment happens. You're like, okay. And yeah, granted, it's like a little thing, but it's still there. So that kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. yeah, not 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 every movie's perfect, and especially no. a movie from like we've talked about so many movies on this show that unfortunately have things that you look back on and you're like, well. But it's also always wild. Like it's one thing to watch a movie from like 70 years ago and be like, oh yeah, there's definitely something there where you're just like, okay. But it's always wild. He's even wilder when you're like watching something from when you were a kid. Yeah, and there's just like <laughs> you know, it just it just it happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just this is a fun, really fun movie. Uh, I, I love. I was set, a mystery incorporated. I was. Uh, also, I was sorry. I was. I was just surprised at how much I enjoyed myself with it at the end of it all, especially yeah. given the the experience with the first one. Not mm-hmm. that it was bad, but it just wasn't like like holy shit. It wasn't like, like, obviously, both of these movies have such a nostalgia factor, especially with the people in the, you know, millennial uh, folks 
Um, oh, yeah. Because, you know, we all grew up with these movies. And yet, I feel like I had more nostalgia for the first one because I would watch it all the time. I, I remember seeing this one in theaters, but I don't even remember um, the experience of it. And then just maybe a couple times catching it on TV. But I never, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing, like, the first, like, the first scene where, like, you know, the, the pterodactyl, co- you know, all that. But yeah. then I don't really remember. Or I remember Coolsville sucks, you know. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, but it's actually a, a, a really fun movie, and I don't think it should be buried. You know, it's definitely a lot of fun. Now, I have these on DVD, and you I know do. there was there was a Blu-ray a while ago. It'd be, I think so. And I was saying this oh. to Richard. Scream Factory needs to do Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. Oh, my God. That would be... <laughs> listen, we, we talked about this. We're spoiled as fuck right now. So what's the what's what's the next what's what 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 would do it? That <laughs> would sell like hotcakes, guys. Shout Factory, you guys know our studio. Pardon me, Shout Studio. Now I don't know what your relationship with Warner Brothers is. I think I'm pretty sure you've released a handful of their films in your in your catalog. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out to other labels as well. You know, Arrow. Uh, 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 second sight. Uh, uh, even you know what? Fuck it. Criterion. <laughs> I'm going there. I know they're more prestige, but fuck it. Criterion. <laughs> Any of those cats, but shout. I feel like it would fit like a glove. Honestly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even like like even like if like shout did like one for the U.S. and then maybe like Arrow did one for for the U.K. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or vice versa, because I know sometimes there's that, that like they'll do like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But we, if, we definitely it would be nice if Warner Brothers would actually put these out and like a, like a remastering like situation. So that would be really cool. Dude, because I, I was watching it on HBO Max and the sound was was terrible. I kept having to turn my TV up. Yep. I because like normally I have it at forty. And I feel like that's fine. Sometimes I'll go a little bit higher depending on the the, the disc or whatever I'm doing. But I had to sh- I had to crank it up just so I can hear it. And I'm like, this needs fixed. Yeah, yeah. This it need it needs some love. Um, I Warner think. Archive. That's another one. That would be the yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that either. That'd be cool. I yeah. think it'd be cool to have like a retrospective thing on these on these movies too because they're they are such a unique you know, pop culture relic. How cool would it be to see like the cast together again? Cause I know obviously Freddie Prince jr. And Sarah Michelle Gellar are married. So they probably see each other every day. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if this part's going to make it, but, but uh, I remember Freddie Prince jr. Saying something about like the Scooby-Doo, like, cause there's people talking about doing another one. And I don't I remember his exact comments. They didn't seem like it was going to ha- ever happen. Hmm. You know, but it, but I'm trying to remember what the exact thing was, but whatever. That's just me thinking out loud. It would it would be nice to because like I'll, I'll obviously all of them are still working, all of them are still active. Uh, Freaking Matthew Lillard's in what that Five Nights at Freddy's movie coming out. Oh yeah, which actually looks kind of fun, honestly, for what it is. It does. Yeah. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that with 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 Feehan when we we're gonna watch it on uh, Peacock. Yeah. I because I, I got Peacock Peacock because I thought it because uh, I thought it had that Exorcist movie and I'm like I don't really want to see it in theaters but if it's on Peacock I'll watch it. And so it wasn't, but I know uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is gonna show up on there, so I'm like, oh cool. 
I'll watch it there. Yeah. Um, but again, like this, this is, I, I'm glad we got to talk about these movies and I, you could, you really need to talk about them together, you know, um, for real, because that like, cause they are, they are sort of a package deal. And I think it, it's, it's an example of like, okay, the first time maybe what wasn't perfect, you know, you had, you had the ingredient, the right ingredients were there. Yeah. Clearly. Um, like everybody, like, you know, the ca- great cast, James Gunn's a great writer, uh, Roger Gosnell is like is a solid you know stu- solid studio director. He he no, he nothing wrong with he that got he all. got it done. Honestly, he got it done. He got it yep. done both times. Um, you know, so and I, the second movie is 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 a great great experience. I definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it in a long time. Um, check it out again. I, it's, I, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I'd almost argue like if you just wanted to watch one of them, maybe just watch the second one, but. Watch yeah. honestly, like I'd say, watch both of them just so you can get like, because it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to see the 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 development of it, the sort of like the sort yes. of like initial iteration where like there was ideas, but then other approaches, and then the second one where there was like everybody was on board with the same direction, and and we got just greatness from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, it's it's definitely one of those movies that like. And this is, and the thing is, like, it's not nostalgia talking because I don't have nostalgia for the second one. I just really liked it this time. <laughs> like I said, this is only my second time ever seeing it. Yeah, I, I didn't have like a big, like, I'm more nostalgic for the first one. Same. But, you know, I I think the second one is 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 a vastly, even though I like the first one, second one's a vastly superior movie. I agree. Um, but folks, what is your favorite? iteration of scooby-doo this is actually really important mm-hmm. this is like what's like, the right needs, answer like who needs zodiac <laughs> when you got scooby-doo at a preferred scooby-doo adaptation all right if you say pup named scooby-doo you're a real one uh, you're, you're real you know i was a really big fan of that uh velma and daphne tv movie uh, that came out like three years ago <laughs> If some somebody says this is Velma. Don't <laughs> we haven't seen I've it. Ne- so I can't. I can't yeah, it. I've never seen it, so I can't. I, I can't speak for it. it. I know <laughs> I it's forgot got... that that happened. <laughs> but no, you know what? In fairness to that show, that the the brand has lasted such a long time that there is still shit coming out today for Scooby Doo. True, like that that no, says dude. something. Even though Scooby's not even then, in the show, <laughs> dude. And then there's like the the Scoot like this DC Scooby Doo movie that came out with like that was like it was supposed to be canceled. It was supposed to be scrapped. Yeah, and then it came out online illegally. And now you can get it on DVD. <laughs> like what the hell? This is insane. Scooby Doo has risen from the fucking grave. Scooby, is a, that is a powerful dog. Scooby Doo can do what Batgirl can't. Sadly, and that's why Batgirl got turned into the villain. Even though, <laughs> even though there's an, there was a that Scoob sequel that yeah. got, like that that's yeah. unfortunate, but I think regardless, if you ask people like kids today, they would still know who Scooby Doo was. Yeah, like I still see kids with like shaggy and, and it's, stuff. And like, and what's cool too is it's not like nothing against a lot of the other Hanna Barbera stuff, but it's not like it's Scooby Doo plastered on like a brand of something else. Like, like the Flintstones have sort of become serial s- mascots with like the Pebble, Cocoa Pebbles, Rudy Pebbles, or like um, I'm pretty sure like every local like something has a Yogi Bear thing. Like we have a a swimming like a public swimming pool that 
I, I remember the day they built it. We were all so excited. Like, it was actually that summer, even, seeing Scooby-Doo. And now it's themed with, like, Jellystone, like, Yogi Bear stuff oh. everywhere. And I'm like... Okay. I'm like, is that, is that allowed? <laughs> Did they, like, is that okay? Is is Yogi Bear in public domain? I just don't know it. Um, <laughs> hey, boo-boo. <laughs> oh, Yogi. <laughs> but no, like... One thing that, because there's so many Hanna Barbera characters, but there's also a lot of them that are basically Scooby Doo clones. Scooby Doo yeah. with a shark. Scooby Doo with a car. Yeah, like yeah, they made a whole episode on Mystery Incorporated where it's just a <laughs> bunch of different like the Scooby Doo <laughs> clones. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like it's it, it at least it's very at least says something that like that brand has been able to outlast in a a lot of those pretty much all of those in in a way that. You know, it hasn't had to, like... I mean, granted, yeah, Scooby-Doo has showed up, like, as a brand or something, but it's Scooby-Doo brand. There's still new Scooby-Doo things that are being pumped out. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm, I am I like Hanna-Barbera stuff. I'm probably one of the five people on the planet <laughs> that owns the complete Shazam on DVD. There's nothing wrong right? with that. I'm not talking about Shazam. I'm talking about Shazam. With, with an N. With, with the flying, magical camel, Kapoopy. And I have All no right? clue what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna have to send you the the like the thing because it's 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 some wild shit. But also, I'm also a mega John like that's my Johnny Quest. Johnny is Quest, like my yeah. favorite is is so oh, that it's so cool. Um, anyway, so what's your favorite Scooby Doo adaptation? Um, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite cast member in the Scooby like the main like Scooby Doo cast for this as an iteration? in as an in general question? What was your favorite uh movie to watch for Halloween? Like, what's your what's your go to Halloween movie? Because that, listen, that's what we're 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 celebrating Halloween. We're going all out. We have we had some great uh, fun talking about a lot of fun movies on this show. We got we we kind of went on a timeline a little bit because literally, like, we talked about some early classics. Then we talked about some '80s going into '90s classics. Then we talked about some straight up '90s classics, early 2000s classics, like. This is so many great stuff we've talked about this this year. We ran the gamut, but we barely scratched the surface. There's, so there's, there's a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of spooky stuff out there. A lot of spooky stuff. So uh, let us know some of your favorites, and we hope you guys have a safe and fun Halloween. And be sure to check us out in two weeks. Have a good night, everyone, and happy Halloween. Keeping it real. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. The Beatrice was like, what? And I was like, happy Halloween. Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout out as always to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And of course, stay tuned for a brand new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. I thought you were going to go, Ray Roon! <laughs> it's okay, I recorded me doing it. <laughs>